Hello, I'm Karthik Iyer. Welcome to VSPN Quick Info Stump Mike. Not much has changed. We're still in lockdown, but bringing to you the magic of cricket through retro live. We've got a very special one planned for Sachin Tendulkar's birthday on April 24th, so make sure you tune in for that. This week on Stump Mike, though, we're going to imagine a world without the Sachin Sachin chants as we explore cricket behind closed doors. Pujara and Bhaji have spoken to us. So let's get right into what they had to say. There's been talk about sport being played behind closed doors. You've actually experienced this already now with no spectators. Um what would you be if you are asked this personally what would you think? If at some point because this is not going to go away we know that and administrators yeah. what would be your suggestion? play behind closed doors uh, i would be or? happy to uh, i would be happy to play uh, because you don't want to be in a situation where you're not uh, playing any sport hmm. uh, if it can be televised at least people can watch it on tv because there are so many uh, sport sports lovers uh, not just cricket lovers but any other sport even if it, it is played without uh, people uh, being at the stadium you know that people are watching it on tv and and they connect uh, themselves with the sport so i feel it it should be played but not at the risk of uh, if there is a risk uh, involved then one should even without the crowd but yes once we have some control over uh, this virus and whenever it's uh, possible uh, we can think of playing uh, in i mean on closed doors i mean there's nothing wrong in that but if there are major events i, I don't know i mean if i have to comment about uh, the ipl or uh, t20 world cup uh i mean it won't be easy for players because players are so much used to it if it's about test cricket you know i mean whether it's test cricket or ranji trophy uh not many people turn up so i i am someone who anyways i'm not uh, bothered about who the who, whoever is coming to watch us because yes we do respect them but when you are playing on the field you you can't focus on the crowd so i am always focused on what i have to do as a sports person or as a cricketer i'm sure it's the same with the other cricketers but yes they you enjoy it more when they are supporting you when they are cheering for you so yes there will be some difference but uh, we'll have to start sports at some time and you don't want to keep delaying it too long so welcome back to ESPN cricket post stump mike before we came here you had heard from cheteshwar pujara about what he's getting on to during lockdown the person who conducted that interview was our very own nagraj kolapuri and he's joining us today on on stump mike welcome back naga it's been around i think 3 or 4 weeks since we last we last spoke to you on stump mike that was when you had conducted the dale stain interview and a lot has happened since then so how, how has it been going with you are you safe is your family safe yeah thanks karthik for getting me on um yes everything is safe everything looks the new normal we are getting used to it no one is bothered about talking about i mean i can't even think about going out though i have taken the chances few times here and there in london the one good thing is i am or a bad thing is i'm asymptomatic <laughs> so i don't know what that means but uh, yeah that that's that's the only thing that i can report on the personal front so among all of us i think you are probably best placed because you are in touch with a lot of players to gauge the mood among cricketers like we haven't had cricket since the last cricket that was cancelled was probably the psl 
towards the end of March. And after that, we haven't had cricket. There is no cricket scheduled for the foreseeable future. We have been having cancellations on and off. So what is the mood like among among players that you have spoken to, that you have interacted with? Remarkably patient. Each one, each and every one has not yet shown any sort of or said or indicated they are in a rush to resume cricket because all of them clearly understand that right now the one thing necessary is to stay home, to follow the guidelines issued by the governments and maintain self-distancing because without that, this virus, we are not going to be able to kind of combat in whatever fashion till the vaccine is uh, created, which, which is like in a distant future. We can't even think about that right now. That's that's the that's the first feeling I get having spoken to people from different parts of the world, India, everywhere, South Africa, West Indies, etc. Everyone says the same thing. Having said that, uh, I spoke, as you said, recently to Chiteshwar, uh, who is who I've been in touch with for many, many, many years. I've covered him from his uh, Ranji Trophy days, and yeah, so he says he said the same thing, but. Uh, unprompted, he did make a point. Having had the experience of playing in uh, the Ranji Trophy final recently behind closed doors, he made a point that he wouldn't mind cricket starting when it starts subject to all the clearances. Cricket starting, uh, cricket starting behind closed doors. So that sort of surprised me coming from Chateshwar, who usually is he will not make a comment like that without giving it a thought. He's a very measured kind of guy, very responsible and mature voice. Um, And I found that very interesting coming from him. He did make it, to just underline the fact that he did make it very clear that subject to the nod from the authorities, we should go ahead and start playing cricket behind closed doors. That kind of indicated that players have now started thinking like stayed for close to a month now indoors. They're itching to get out. Chiteshwar was meant to be in England right now, playing county cricket for Gloucester, but he he can't. That's that's all now. It's a that's not going to be happening anymore. Um, and so yeah, I mean they want to play cricket for him. I mean think about Chiteshwar. He is like a test only player. What is he left with? He is he has to just stay indoors for four, five, six months till domestic cricket resumes in India, if it ever, at the end of the year. And then there is that tour of Australia uh, at the end of the year. If that goes through, then yes, then he has. But then he has no nothing to practice. So yeah, I mean, uh, players will start thinking soon in a few weeks or in a week, two, three, few weeks by the end of this month. They will start moving towards in their minds that they would want to be back on the field. Yeah, so, and as you said, Cheteshwar has also said that uh, all the precautions need to be in place and with safety checks only. But it was interesting that you mentioned that this came out unprompted. Is there a sense now that the players, like like even someone like a Cheteshwar, who probably defines patience in cricket, uh, in, in modern day cricket, are getting a bit angsty or impatient and, and, and the weight is, 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 not, is not really helpful to them? Uh, no, not really. I don't think they are that desperate yet. They're not yet in that frame of mind where they want to get back as soon as possible. No, not, not yet. Like I said, it, it will, it is coming steadily, but it's still kind of a fair distance away. 
because in their minds they have made up they they know that there's going to be nothing happening for let's say the next two months at least so they are they aware that nothing no matter what they do or what they can think of it's not about that it's what they're more bothered about is i think let's say for an india player it would be more from september onwards if you're a uk player you would want it again from anywhere from second half of july at least or even august towards mid august something to start because they would like some sort of cricket to happen before the english summer closes you also spoke to someone who may have been playing cricket right now if this pandemic hadn't affected all of us and harbhajan singh was very categorical in saying that in my view uh, you know, i don't agree with uh, you know playing cricket at this stage or till the time this whole thing gets settled whether it takes a year or two or whatever because it's you know bring risk to everyone whether you agree to it or not ki acha close do khel lo chal jayega game ho jayegi people can watch it on the tv but you know somewhere you know people who are playing people who are showing the match you know that that's in large number of people those are not like ki panch che log hain jo match aapko broadcast kar rahe hain they are about 150 200 people you know working behind the scene to get the match live on the tv so that means you are bringing again about 300 people on the ground if not the spectators but that is also a risk then traveling then going to one place to the other uh, staying in the hotels you don't know kaun kitna saaf hai kaun se hotel sanitize kiye hue hain nahi hai so till the time this gets settled i think people should just relax a bit and for me cricket is the least you know bothered kind of thing at, at this stage in my mind i'm not bothered about playing cricket or watching cricket or kuch kyunki wo thoda ye samay jo hai na ye darane wala samay hai so we are all concerned ki yaar look at the larger picture people are dying people are suffering from this virus and um, you know when people are dying suffering how can you play cricket this is what is my i would not like to play Yeah, but he was like, um, yeah, you're right. But he was meant to play uh, like every many many players. He would have been part of the IPL. In fact, he's he's only playing the IPL. He has he plays no other form of cricket. So he would have wanted to play for that. But but he was like uh, categorical in saying there should be no cricket. Full stop. No cricket until the entire situation is resolved. he doesn't even want to like play behind closed doors no he says his his feeling was were that you start thinking about playing behind closed doors you're thinking about getting about a few hundred people into the ground because these are part i mean to to organize the match these are the organizers in that sense so he feels that if you get where do you draw the line so he doesn't want to take any chances and he says strictly no cricket and he won't mind that so that's again like this is what the cricketing community itself is now started to debate the pros and cons which is good because they are the stakeholders they are the biggest stakeholders one of the biggest stakeholders and they are talking about it and which should be the case which will give an indication also to the administrators who uh, uh like we know that on thursday the icc and the member boards are sitting together to talk about contingency plans because 
there's a variety of things. It's not just cricket. There's a lot of uh, financial aspects. Everything's related to that, to the tournaments, big global tournaments, big series, the World Test Championship, uh, whatnot, the T20 World Cup. Everything is um, up in the air right now. Hmm. And, and, and it's probably likely that uh, if and when cricket resumes at some point, a decision will have to be made by the administrators on whether they allow fans in or not. Like, it's it's almost understood that when the football season, for example, in Europe resumes, it will have to resume behind closed doors. Now, both players have put their points of view out. Both, of course, safety comes first for both Pujara and Harbhajan. And you, you get where both of them are coming from, no? Yeah, you get that. Uh, each one has... I mean, they're not being selfish. I don't think anyone can afford to be selfish. And that the players, you hear them on Instagram and all that. They might joke around and all that. But they're not being selfish. They don't want to kind of put anyone's life in danger. They understand the severity of uh, what we are facing, the crisis, the globe uh, that the world is facing. And if you try and take a chance, you're going to burn your hands. And no one wants to do that. So... But at the same time, you have to start talking. And if once play, then that's what I think. Once again, what the administrators will really need to understand and respect is they need to involve the players. And I do hope that all all the member boards consult their players and start thinking and talking about and also be transparent about what is being discussed at the ICC level. Because that, if there is a to and fro between administrators and players only, then will a good solution come up? And, and that is that is a must. That is a must. And in the past, we've seen administrators taking decisions unilaterally, and the players have followed. But more and more senior players have started. Like I mean, even guys like Indian captain Virat Kohli, they have started voicing that, like workload was a factor, which Kohli made it very very prominent and said that we can't anymore play so the BCCI had to fall in line similarly in this case again boards will have to consult and take the players on board before making up their minds on when cricket should come back we've we obviously seen a few examples of behind closed door cricket because of this pandemic we're going to be hearing from our reporters who were there as well later on in this episode the Australia versus New Zealand ODI the Ranji Trophy final but the closest that we've had before this was that uh, Calcutta test in the Asian Test Championships it was marred by crowd trouble and as Wisden observed in their in their match report it was completed in near silence I think now you you're, as a journalist you you cover a lot of cricket you go to grounds how different will it be for you without without a crowd there and I, and I know there's the obvious joke there that if you cover a test match it may be in Abu Dhabi there's there's anyway hardly any crowd but 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 this will involve even ODIs even T20Is where the atmosphere is usually electric correct um, uh, silence yeah I mean what a sport without sport is elevated because of the passion of the crowd isn't it so if you don't have the crowd, you feel like it is some sort of, it's numb. You, you don't feel the, you need to feel the, the buzz. You need to feel the pulse of the crowd. The players get affected. There is emotion. There's so much involved and there's an excitement that can only be experienced by being there. 
Uh, of course, the circumstances are so extraordinary, no one would have imagined this would happen. So if for temporarily sport has to be played behind closed doors, it might just happen and you have to. I mean, firstly, I don't even know the media would be allowed because I do not know whether the administrators will take the chance because if the match is being broadcast, right, I do not think they would allow more people than what are necessary. So I don't think the media will also be allowed to cover the game because it makes no sense because then you're adding another hundred odd people or whatever if you allow all kinds of media. So I don't see that happening. Doubtful that it will happen. But uh, having said that, I don't know. I mean, I was listening to what it would feel. I can't imagine that. I can't really imagine that. Yesterday was meant to be in Boston, the Boston Marathon as sports lovers would uh, recollect the day yesterday and uh, I was listening to the American radio NPR and they were talking about uh, um, the, pe- the person who covers the event and he was said that he was talking about the schedule that you would be there the, his usual routine like waking up and starting at 4.30 in the morning and going through the day and the entire thing and there was all kinds of people who are participants and just so much is involved in a sport becoming a spectacle you know so that would go that would be missing that would that would be missing luckily for cricket yes I mean think about it this way Um, I'm sitting in England the county season should have started correct about just about two weeks back or this should have been the week two or week three and we are not even Seriously, no one is thinking cricket right now. Yes, media is talking about it and all that, but right now no one is thinking. So right now the circumstances are such that sport is there, but it is not the the primary thing. It's I think in three months it would be different. It would then then I mean I think a common man will start talking about it. Right now he has more things to bother about about survival and etc. Um, but I think in three months or something the discussion would move on, I think. Yeah, that's when I think sports would come to the forefront. Absolutely, absolutely. Currently, sport is uh, secondary to public safety. Yeah, if you put me on the hot seat and say that, would you like to cover a match without crowds? No, I wouldn't want to cover the match without (laughs) crowds. No, there's no point. Yeah, there's no point in that. But I don't mind watching it from on TV. That, that's fair enough. Now, to close our discussion and to probably bring it back full circle, I want to go back to Cheteshwar Pujara. I know as our listeners would know, you probably had a long interview with Cheteshwar Pujara. Where can they find the rest of the interview? And what can they expect from your downtime diary with Cheteshwar Pujara? Uh, expect some surprises. Quite. <laughs> He's like, you think that, you think Cheteshwar Pujara, you think he is like, a, what do you say, a, a laid back kind of a guy, quiet, uh, but he's actually got quite a bit to say, quite a bit to talk about, especially about the big thing is like, you see the competitive streak in him. If you want to understand that, he would not, he said, lose to his wife in the recreational badminton they play in their backyard. He's that competitive, he said. <laughs> and But he made an interesting point. I was like laughing. I said that, I can't believe you're saying that. And he's like, no, in sport, what teaches you is like, you want to make the other person better. That's a good point he makes. That kind of said that says a lot about how people think. It's a it gives you an idea about his positive thinking. He's he's making a point. He's being competitive, but he also wants his the player he's he's in this case his wife to be good at what she's doing. So he's trying to help her learn that. So it's nice. It's a nice way. Uh, jokes apart. So it's it's nice. I mean, there's quite a bit of that, and he also talks about uh, how his wife gets back. 
at him by not allowing him to be in the kitchen because he's useless. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So listener, you heard it here first. Even Cheteshwar Pujara can surprise you. So head over to crickinfo.com. Look up for Downtime Diaries with Cheteshwar Pujara. It's an interview done by Nagaraj. Naga, thank you so much for joining us on ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. Cheers, man. Take care. Bye. One of the biggest names to come out in support of cricket behind closed doors was England limited overs captain Owen Morgan in a Zoom call with members of the media. Well, I've played county cricket for a long time and I've played test match cricket in in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and that's the exact same, I would say. If medical experts came and, and advised us that it was okay to play behind closed doors and... Um, and it was on TV, I think that would be a huge step forward for the game. There are very few cases that are opportunities that we get where people and, and, and industries are actually missed a huge amount. But I think we're going through one of them at the moment. Sport, I think, could play a huge role in uplifting the world and, and people's perspective on things. Because I, I think isolation... I suppose, uh, encourages our idle minds, really. And I think sport can, can I suppose, create that theatre and that level of expectation around what it's like to, to, to be outside again and, and to be active. Um, so, yeah, if, if it came to it, I, I think it would be a great step, a huge step forward. Welcome back to ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. And speaking of cricket behind closed doors, I have got with me two of my colleagues who have experienced it firsthand. Andrew McGlashan and Shashank Kishore. Hey, Nasho. Hey, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hope you're well in Australia. What's the scene like in Australia? How's the lockdown there? Hope you're safe. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, all been a bit strange at the moment, isn't it, for everybody, um, wherever we are around the world. But um, yeah, things aren't quite as restrictive down here in Australia. Um few more shops open and um, a little bit, I certainly won't call it normal, but um, a little bit more going on in everyday life than there is in some countries, including including India for, for you guys. Um, so hopefully there'll be some changes for the better in the coming weeks and uh, we can get back to something approaching whatever normal is going to be for the next little while. Shanky, of course, is in the same city that I'm in. We're both in Bangalore. But it's not like we can just step out of our buildings and say, Hi, Shanky, you're doing well. Hey, Karthik. Yes, I know. I mean, but uh, given the empty roads and all that, I think this is the only time that we would have been able to get to each other's place like you know, Zippy. Yeah, I mean, for the moment, we're all stuck indoors. So I mean, I've been just uh, picking up some stuff to do every day, like cooking, yoga, meditation, a bit of reading apart from uh, the times that we spend at work. So it's been all right. But yeah, I mean, it's about, I mean, it's about time that we get used to this going forward. Yeah, hearing you say all that is making me feel really bad about myself. Huh? When you say yoga, cooking, this, that. Like, no, I think you should just be sitting on your couch watching television anyway. Nasha, you were at the SCG for the Behind Closed Doors ODI between Australia and New Zealand. That experience with players not shaking hands, with elbow bumps and forearm bumps, it it must have felt very surreal, no? Yeah, I mean, it was almost what wasn't happening in the stands that was the surreal thing, as opposed to what was going on in the middle. The game of cricket still kind of felt a bit like a game of, obviously still felt like a game of cricket. I mean, we've all watched cricket in empty stadiums, um, maybe, maybe not to that extreme, but a lot of us have covered, obviously, domestic cricket or or kind of underage cricket or things where 
punters don't really come through the gates, but it was it was the experience of having two top international teams and having to see the players scramble into the stands to collect the sixes when they were hit into the stands um, and just the, almost the rattling experience. I mean, Australian grounds um, are big grounds anyway. Uh, Sydney, obviously not as big as, as somewhere like Melbourne, but it was just felt like such an expanse and you could hear the crack of the, of the ball on the bat. Um, you could kind of hear a little bit of what, was said in the middle, not 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 everything, um, but even just kind of like almost the the two player dugouts when they cheered their team's boundaries or wickets um, to try and manufacture some sort of environment, some sort of atmosphere. That was a very strange um, experience, and almost I mean at the beginning of the game when they did the toss, the, the toss was done via spider cam. So there was no one near the captains. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 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 only the match referee was really that close uh, to the players. And then the post-match was done the same way. So it was a very strange day and one I suspect that we'll um, see much more of in the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at the scorecard right now because I didn't catch the match on television and there were, they, they looked like there were about eight sixes hit. So who went and fetched the ball? <laughs> that's going to be a good test of my memory because although it was only, I still can't believe it was only last month that this game took place. It feels like a lifetime ago. I, I don't know for you guys, but March felt like the longest month that there's ever <laughs> been in the history of the world. April, I'll say, is going a little bit quicker. We're, we're what now, sort of, sort of coming to the latter half of April, and this one certainly right. has gone a bit quicker. But March, I just March seemed to last forever. So. Although it's only about five weeks ago that game took place, I can barely remember anything about it. So I can't actually name you the players. I do, I do have this image of it may have been only because they tend to feel close to the boundary. Might have been a couple of the fast bowlers were having to sort of scramble mm-hmm. into the stands at, at stages. Um, but it, it was, it felt very much like club cricket, as in ball goes out onto the, onto the grass or into the river or into the trees, wherever you're playing club or park cricket and everyone sort of scrambles to try and find it and invariably in a big ground like the SSG the ball gets lost in the seats or goes down somewhere where it can't be found so yeah to see these um, highly paid highly professional best players in the world having to leap over the boundary boards uh, was something quite surreal there was a thought that came to me and because uh, we do this podcast called Stump Mike it's like I almost felt like it's like having a stump mic through the entire stadium because of the echo and especially in grounds in Australia I know you mentioned that you couldn't pick up a lot of what were was being said in the middle but I guess if a game if a game gets to like a crunch situation when when it becomes exciting I, I don't think this game was as exciting as as probably we hoped or expected beforehand but I think if we, if we see such behind closed doors games in the future there'll be a lot to pick up on from the dugouts from the players out in the middle even some plans may be revealed then yeah potentially I mean you you, you could certainly hear all the all the chirping that went on. I mean, I guess obviously these days you kind of get a lot of that over the television anyway, even if there's a, a crowd in the stadium. But yes, you could certainly, you could, it was almost like when the players were like clapping each other, that sound sort of echoed um, around the stadium. I know there's been some wild ideas floated in the last few weeks for other sports about how they might try to almost replicate an atmosphere, like pumping stadium yeah. sounds into, into grounds, like crowd noises, um, whether that's something cricket will go for I don't know I guess one of the advantages cricket has and I know the crowd is vitally vitally important but because it's kind of a a longer game and it has ebbs and flows in it anyway the the players can generate a little bit of that themselves like men round the bat a little bit of chirp a little bit of 
of chat. Um, and, and what I kind of did notice in that Australian New Zealand game is that obviously it didn't feel normal. It was a million miles away from feeling normal, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel it didn't feel like it had ruined the game. It, like like you mentioned in your question, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly tight game. Australia won quite easily, but there were the normal ebbs and flows of a one day international. I mean, from memory, Australia made a good start. New Zealand clawed them back with the spin bowlers. Marnus Labuschagne, as he did all summer, got runs. And then Australia's fast bowlers and spinners were too good for New Zealand. It took a, it took, it took a similar ebb and flow like a Sydney ODI might have done. So, and I think that was credit to the players actually. And they spoke about it after that day that they tried to treat it like any other game uh, and, and not just go through the motions, um, without sort of the crowd to feed off. And um, so it will be interesting to see if this becomes a long term thing for the game which I'm sure it will do um for once cricket's actually played is whether players can sustain that over a long period of time doing it through a one day international which turned out to be a one-off game because the series was then cancelled it's probably a very different challenge than having to do it over a a five test series or something where you're probably going to get sick of having to try and generate your own atmosphere. So I think that's going to be the real challenge. Fantastic. I'm, and I'm glad you brought up pumping in sounds into, into an empty stadium because just before we came uh, to this recording, Shashank and I were discussing that, is it possible that if the IPL happens and if it happens behind closed doors, they'll pump that patented IPL trumpet music into an empty stadium. Now that, that, that would be a sight to see, but, but we leave the din of the IPL aside and go to domestic cricket. Because, Shanky, you went for a Ranji Trophy final that was played behind closed doors. Now, I wanted to make a joke about it's a Ranji Trophy final. Does it really matter that it's behind closed doors? But guess what? Pujara made that joke before me. Anyways, in Ranji Trophy, you don't uh, see too many people uh, running up to watch the final. But Mm. it was okay. I mean, uh, uh, we can't complain because we won the uh, Ranji Trophy. So, we we were happy about it. I mean, if if crowd was there, it would have been even better. But surely, for for you, for the players, it would have still been a different experience to what you what you usually encounter. Karthik, to be honest, I don't think it felt any different to any other domestic game because we are just used to uh, seeing the players and probably a few uh, security guards, private security guards, the teams, the coaches, and maybe a few ball boys here and there uh, who come into the ground. Uh, but apart from that, you really don't expect crowds at a Ranji Trophy game anyway. So in that sense, it just felt like any other normal uh, uh, game, a normal day of cricket. But around the game, uh, I remember uh, this was the uh, second or third day of the final. It's, it's, it was around then that, uh, you know, cases of uh, the coronavirus in India started trickling in. And uh, mm-hmm. until then, not many were even aware of the symptoms except that we all knew that it was a virus that was you know spreading rapidly and it, social distancing wasn't really a term that we all had heard of it wasn't really common yeah it was a little bizarre uh, in the sense that uh, you knew what was happening but it still felt very normal and the mood among the players i know that uh, pujara mentioned in, in his interview to us that he said that Unat Kut for one was in in the semi-finals. Unat Kut said there was a pretty decent crowd, but in the final, obviously there was none. So did did it feel different among the players? At least was there was there was there a weird atmosphere? Was there were they nervous? I don't think they were nervous because of um, the coronavirus situation, but they were certainly nervous because of the state of the game. Because going into the final mm-hmm. uh, day, one team needed about uh, ninety odd runs or seventy odd runs. I can't remember correctly now, and the other team needed four wickets to win. So that was the situation. So they were more nervous uh, because of that than uh, the pandemic or anything around that. 
But on the final day, I remember um, the local association, that is the Saurashtra Cricket Association, had announced that uh, this match will be played behind closed doors. But genuinely, I don't think that really made a difference because you still had all the families and friends of the players because, you know, both teams were, uh, you know, on verge of history. Bengal hadn't won it for like close to 30 years. Saurashtra had made four finals, but they had never won. So families, friends, relatives of players, kids, all of them had come into the ground. So uh, And they were all permitted uh, because they were related to the players. And it was still like a fabulous atmosphere. I mean, whoever said closed doors really didn't uh, clearly factor in all this. And of course, there were uh, the groundsmen, the commentators, the journalists. So if you actually see uh, an image from the presentation, there were like hordes of people around the players, around the support staff um, after the game. So that sense, it just felt totally normal. And at that time, uh, there were still no lockdown restrictions. Things were happening um, normally across the and around the country. Yes, people were starting to wear masks wherever they went, but uh, it really hadn't kicked in. The seriousness of it uh, hadn't been felt yet. So in that sense, a lot of it was normal and it was just like a good old joke to bring in that closed-doors angle to a Ranji Trophy game, really. <laughs> Nasher, we've had in Australia where the national team coach, Justin Langer, has backed cricket behind closed doors. We've also amusingly had Nathan La and come out and say that he would love to see Kohli perform on a field with his with his with his no crowd. If we are playing with no crowd it'll be quite amazing to see Virat try and rev up the seats. Um so it's gonna be a little bit different but I think Virat's a he's a superstar so he he'll be able to adapt to any 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 climate that we're able to play. So what what's the mood like among among the players there? Is this, is this something that they would they would like to explore from the domestic level and the international level? I don't think it's a I don't think it's a question of them liking to explore it. I think it's an inevitability that that's how the game is going to have to be played. I can't see. Um, I know situations are different country to country, but I can't see crowds at sporting events, uh, perhaps for the rest of this year, um, in, in, into next year, um, dependent on social distancing um, and precautions in each country. Now, as I as I said earlier, Australia. Um, Australia's numbers for the coronavirus are, are reasonably low. They seem to have uh, have got on top of things quite well in this country. But as we hear every day on the news, the fear is when restrictions start to get eased and there is some element of normality uh, brought back to life, will will cases ju- just peak? And obviously an occasion like a sporting event is going to be ripe for, for, for potential spread if there's cases in that area. So I think players and management and, and boards are just coming around to the fact that they want sport to take place. And we're seeing we're seeing at the moment with the financial state of a lot of the boards around the world, um, seasons being disrupted, how vital it is sport can return in some capacity. I think everyone is just realising that it's going to be inevitable that it will be behind closed doors for a period of time. So I think the talk is just how to make the best of it. And almost like what Shashank was talking about just then, how far does the closed doors policy go? Obviously, for a sporting event, even if you close the doors, and I, this was something that, as, as Shashank said about the um, the Ranji final he was at, that the one day I was at, there were still hundreds and hundreds of people at, at the SCG because you need that number of people to run an international sporting event, whether there's crowds there or not. So you've got you've got two squads of twenty odd players and backroom staff. You've got 
hundred odd people bringing the broadcast. You've got security, you've got journalists, you've got people in there to cater for those people who are already there. I think from memory, I think the number at the SCG that day was around about 500 odd people in the, in the ground just to run in the, in international game of cricket. So if you accept that there's a, there's a base limit of people you need, if you're going to put on a sporting event, you aren't going to be able to do it with less than hundreds of people in a ground. So it'll be interesting going forward, whether there are limits put on how many cameras are at events, how many commentators are at events. I mean, obviously here in Mm -hmm. Australia, for example, there's two television networks and three radio networks that broadcast every international game of cricket. They obviously own the rights. They won't want to give up any of those rights, but will any of that be done remotely? I know in America, some American sports having conversations about whether games can be called remotely. From our point of view in the media, I mean, we're obviously we're obviously seeing day to day now. Our lives are conducted over Zoom press conferences, over Skype, over email. Not that that's a far from a perfect way of working, but is there a potential that we might not even be allowed, or a limited number of us will be allowed in grounds to even cover sporting events? Will they say because I mean it differs from countries, but you do an international match in India, Shashank will know um, their press boxes are heaving with people. I'll say not all of them are journalists, but press boxes are, <laughs> press boxes are heaving with people. And it's the same in Australia. I mean, even that, that SCG ODI I was at, a low-key ODI at the end of a long summer, no one was really that interested in it as a, as a broader spectacle. There was, right. there was probably 20-odd people in that press box um, anyway sort of thing so does social distancing come into that so all those sorts of questions so everyone's talking about cricket behind closed doors in terms of what goes on in the middle I mean there are going to be lots and lots of conversations that are going to need to be had about how you can make an area secure obviously the word the term biosecurity is something a lot of people are talking about now um what testing takes place does do people have to be quarantined before they can go into a venue all these conversations so, um, and that's even before you get a ball bowled. So, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a very strange world to operate in for, I think, a considerable period of time. And even before we get to actually seeing any cricket take place in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it's too early to judge, but, uh, if this does happen, if we do have cricket behind closed doors, how do you seeing it being received by, by the players and more, most importantly by the fans? I think everyone's going to take quite a pragmatic view to this. I mean, this is a a once in a hundred year event that the world is going through right now. And unlike other crises that the world goes, goes through. So I, I don't know, things like, uh, well, for example, the, the bushfires down here in Australia earlier this year, yeah. which, which disrupted cricket. You have, you have terrorist attacks around the world that disrupt sport from time to time. You have other, other crises that, that, that hit the world. They are generally very localized crises so you can either you either suspend one series and move it or you delay it the problem we've got now of course is that basically the entire world is shut so i think once it starts to open up to a degree where things can take place for it to work everyone's going to just have to say this is how it's going to work for now the players the players i think will buy into it because it's their livelihood um they they need cricket to take place so it can be broadcast so it can revenues can come in so so they can get paid. I think the general public, well, us and the general public, want sport to be played. We're all thinking how empty our lives are at the moment <laughs> with, with no live sport. So I think everybody will get behind the notion of, of sport in whatever ever capacity it can take place. No one's going to pretend it's going to be normal for a long period of time. It may be a year, 
till we get back to anything like um, normal. And I know a lot of us are watching YouTube at the moment and it's kind of, it's quite wistful watching YouTube and seeing fans cheering at cricket matches because how long is it till we, till we will see that again? But I think in the medium term, if, for example, by later this year, um, the Austra- let's pick the Australia India series because that's the one that's in a lot of the headlines at the moment. If they can somehow get that to take place, whether it be at one venue, at limited number of venues around Australia, I think everyone would just be so delighted to see some cricket on television um, that I think I think they would get behind it. It wouldn't be normal. It wouldn't be the same intensity. And like like you mentioned, Coley yelling at seats or whatever to try and get his teammates um, it, it sort of excited or, or to rile up the opposition. There would be some element of, I think, fakeness about that sort of, of atmosphere. But I do think I do think people would do anything they can. Once it's safe or as safe as it's going to be in this environment, I think people will do everything they can to get sport back. I think it would be quite a it would be quite disappointing if people started to pick holes in it because there were no crowds. That looks like it's going to be inevitable and the game's going to have to work around that, I think, for now. Nasha just spoke about Kohli yelling at empty seats. I think uh, the one thing that we all can look forward to is a repeat of the uh, Rishabh Pant and Tim Payne banter. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, the babysitting one. Okay, Shanky, so I'll conclude with you. Okay, so you've covered a lot of cricket in India from the domestic to the international level. Personally, as a reporter, as a journalist, how are you maybe looking forward to this period of whether cricket happens behind closed doors or not? You, like, like Nasha mentioned, we don't even know if the media will be allowed in the stadium, if we're considered, if we will be considered essential enough. So, how is your mindset currently and how how do you see the rest of the year in terms of covering cricket for you? In India, it's going to be uh, pretty difficult. I mean, um, how do you put a cap on who comes in and who doesn't? Uh, given the number of news channels, newspapers, uh, accredited members we've got. So it's either a blanket ban or a no ban. So uh, that'll be a huge challenge. So I think we've got to mentally prepare ourselves or uh, look at uh, ways of uh, doing content off television. Uh, anyway, ball by ball happens off TV and uh, at Crick Info also. Uh, there have been games where we've, we've had one person watching it and doing a post-match uh, piece, a post-match analysis off the television. So that's something that we all have to get used to. Uh, and uh, because the cricket environment, the cricket uh, fraternity in India is so huge, and I'm talking about the reporting and the journalist uh, fraternity, uh, it's going to really be hard to maintain social distancing. It's going to be hard to um, maintain press box etiquettes because what um, it's 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 going to be hard. So it, it's hard to imagine journalists uh, journalists being allowed inside grounds. So I think uh, television will be the way forward uh, at least for the foreseeable future, maybe six months, year uh, or beyond. Awesome, Nashar and Shanky, thank you so much for joining us on Stump Mike. Thank you very much. This was ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike. Use hashtag Stump Mike and reach out to us on Twitter or any other social media platform. Until next time, stay clean, stay safe.